Polly, are you done with I'm your not, I'm not moving. I'm looking. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, so quiet. So listen, I don't want to come. I don't want you to take it as me coming to you, but I just have a question, right? Only because, like, this this is a little bit of a... It triggers me a little bit. Remember that one podcast you said you cannot deal with a man that doesn't live on his own? But isn't... doesn't Don't you contradict yourself by saying that? Yes, somewhat. But what I mean is... <laughs> what I mean is... What I'm saying is this is it. Like, at this point in time... I'm already, unfortunately, I can't do the things I want to do in what the, in the place I'm at. So if, if I have a partner that already has their own thing, in the meantime, I, I know where, where I stand. I'm going to get my own stuff together. You know what I'm saying? But if I have a partner that has his own place, I mean, then I can definitely do the things I want to do at his own place. So is somebody having their only place strictly for physical purposes? No. I mean, it's for all type of purposes. What are the other ones <laughs> other than physical? If you, if being, being that you're acknowledging that you don't have your own place right now. Right. Like cooking. My mom is a major cooker and she's very dominant in the kitchen. So I can't sit up there and do things I want to do. Watching shows that I want to watch. My mom hogs the downstairs TV. I don't have a TV in my room, so I can't do the things I want to do. So it's more than that. It's a multifunctional purpose for another person, for my potential mate having their own place. When's your birthday, class? January 28th. Why? Are you going to buy me a present? Yeah, TV. I have a TV. I just don't have it in my room. So why don't you just put why it in Why did you guys ever hook it up? You want to mouse it, right? Well, now uh, downstairs TV uh, blew up, so oh, you just my TV is down there. Oh, just okay. take it back. I'm just I'm listen. I don't want you to think I was coming for you. I just like I, this when you said that on, on that episode. It made me think that it you, hurt your feelings. Yeah, a little bit, and it just made well, me think that you know it was like all right. Well, I but, mean, James poses uh opposes a semi-decent rebuttal to the notion that women ask for things that they cannot, or they not, they cannot provide, but they're not in the same position of. So like, if you are not living on your own for whatever reason, Kwali has had her own apartment um, before. So it's not a matter of not being able to, but, um, the idea that she is very interested in somebody having their own apartment, guys are like, well, if you don't, why why me? And I'm not mad at men for that. I'm not. I'm not. But at the same token, I get what I want, so. <laughs> yeah, do, do you so. Yeah, you could want what you want, too. Right. No, I mean, but I'm not mad at them for thinking that. It's just that at this particular time and this phase of my life, it I don't have a place. But it's not saying I'm not gonna get a place or of course it's you will. Be like a long, a long process. It'll it's just come. like but I just want you to think about it like this. I want you to think this is the equivalence of it. I can't say that it's a deal breaker for me for me to want a woman with a fat butt if I don't have one. <laughs> 
<laughs> no homo. They're not, first of all, those are not the same thing. Those Ladies are and gentlemen, not the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Boney. You know what, James? I'm not mad at you, though, because that is true. I mean, if he has an independent living space, example, if he lives in the basement, that's like a redone basement, and his family live upstairs, that's considered your own place. And okay. independent living space is very funny. An independent uh, living space. That's all well, I'm asked for. So actually, I rephrase everything I said. An independent living space. But if so he has his own room, it doesn't count. Right. You know what? His phone <laughs> depending. Depending. Probably his folks don't care. Probably his folks are like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead and do. I mean, I'd feel, I'd be like, okay, that's your own room. I mean, what can you do at that point in time? Again, right? quietly. I don't want you to think. That I was no. coming for you, I just. But you were, because you were not. trying to say if I, I talk not. to Quatley, what she accept me? Oh! I talk to Quatley. What what could I use to say this is <laughs> where I stay? So hello, people around the world. I'm gonna say around the world because we do have listeners in Belgium, Germany, and all these other places. Welcome to the This Is Thirty podcast. My name Ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Boney. Happy Monday. Um, happy start of the week. Happy Memorial Day. Um, shout out to everybody who is going to be not social distancing today because we know as soon as the holiday comes around or as soon as the weather gets um, right, you guys act as if we're no longer social distancing. So shout out to everybody that's going to be outside today doing their thing. Um, what's everybody doing for Memorial Day? When you guys leave here today, what are you doing for Memorial Day? Wally didn't introduce herself. Oh, yes. Oh. And uh, my favorite person in the whole wide world, friend of the show, a.k.a. my cousin, Quatils. Say what's up to the people. Hi, family members. Hi, podcast world. This is your favorite cousin in the whole wide world in your big burst of sunshine, Quatsley, Quatils. What are you doing for Memorial Day, Quats? Do you have to work? Um, Yeah, I had to work uh, today. I'm picking up some extra hours because I, I want to pay up down some things. I'm, I'm taking this whole scenario um, for advantage right now because while we're in this current state, that we're in, I'm planning to pay down a lot of debt. So if they offer OT, I'm jumping on it. I feel you. You know, so. Do you get holiday pay for working on Memorial Day? Yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. James, what about you? I'll be lying in my very comfortable bed. I, I hate you. I'm not messing with that. Me neither. Over 19 hours. I'm going to be at home. I'm going to have me a little sippy sip. I'm going to. I might make a hot dog, um, even though I don't have any hot dogs. Um, I don't have any hot dogs, so I probably won't be making a hot dog. But um, I'm going to be at home and enjoying. Like, even though I'm working from home, it's such an awesome feeling that I do not have to go to work tomorrow. Like, it's so awesome. Like, I cannot. I mean, today. I cannot. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just curious to know. Um, you said you're going to make a hot dog. Are you going to boil it? Because it's not the same if you boil it. I don't boil hot dogs. Um, to be honest, I don't know who's going to judge me, but I like to make my hot dogs in the microwave. And there's a special pattern to my madness. So I only put a tiny bit of water 
in the bowl. And then, and I only eat sabret hot dogs. Sabret, if you eat a hot dog other than sabret, don't talk to me. But I only eat sabret hot dogs and I put a tiny bit of water and then I boil it for about, I mean, I put in the microwave for about two and a half, three minutes because I like when the edge of my hot dogs is crispy and then the it bursts open. Like that's a hot dog. So you don't mess with the Oscar Mayer? No, I don't do Oscar Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a, a point in time I stopped eating hot dogs and they had to be a certain way cooked and that's and all that because something happened where my mom boiled like these hot dogs that were like, you know, these cheaper brand hot dogs. I came home from like a football game back in high school. I ate one of those hot dogs. Why in the hell did I have like a stomach virus like the rest of the week? I it was nasty, um, and I, I yeah I, I I don't mess with the garbage hot dogs no more. Like they gotta be real. They gotta be a real brand. All beef, right? Yeah, I'm um, not messing with the byproducts. I'm done. Mm -mm, I can't do that. Right. Um, did you guys watch Bounty Killer and Beanie Man last night? Yes. I watched highlights. Did you enjoy it, Quartz? Yeah, I was winding. Like this. Oh, can you can you see my line? Yeah, but the rest of the world can. You know what? Hey, did you enjoy the uh, verses? I did. I did. It brought it was, me back to my it was really nice seeing two cultured people. Although mm -hmm. I'm not Jamaican, like it was just really awesome to see two people who were not American um, show elements of their culture and their music. Um, and things of that nature. That was beautiful. I loved how they did their, like, I guess that's their national anthem in the beginning. Um, um, or their Star Spangled Banner, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end, when, like, Beanie Man was praying, he's a Rastafarian, but he said, you know, if you're a worshiper, if you're a Christian, shout out to Jesus Christ. If you're a Muslim, assalamu alaikum. I thought that was so classy. Yeah. It was so beautiful. It was we love Beanie. I love Beanie Man. Thing. And it was nice having them in the same place versus right. um, uh, being connected to each other. I guess uh, sonically it made it better because they didn't have any sound issues. Right. And somebody put on Shade Room, this is all Teddy Riley wanted to do. <laughs> I was like, don't do, that. don't do that to him. Like, there's a difference, but it was live. It was lit. I loved it. I, all the music, I remember all the music. It brings me back to my basement days. <clears throat> that's all I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, I know that's, you was in the basement heavy, I know. Ooh, yes. You I know was. what I have to say about that, though? What? Um, as, we've, as, we, as we've entered this uh, quarantine, there's been multiple battles, verses, and all that stuff. And it hasn't always gone well for the, for the artists on there. And last night, what we saw was that these two guys did things right and I commend them for that but I feel like as black people especially like within the Haitian community there's been Haitian bands that have been trying to do these lives and then they pretty much failed and <laughs> Dave and us us listeners as fanatics if you will have been giving them a really hard time and what my point is this is the first time we've all really been in a situation like this when we're in a quarantine right yeah, so, this is all new to us. It's like 
there's going to be technical issues and stuff. Even not not just Haitians, but you know, with with Teddy Riley and all that stuff. This is the first time. So I feel like as black people, instead of saying everything that we did wrong, instead of criticizing stuff, like we got to look at the things that some some of them might have done right. Because look, if all those people didn't do all those things wrong, we wouldn't recognize Beanie Man and uh, Bouncy Killer doing all the right things. You know what I mean? I was talking to somebody and they're like, oh, um, I don't think that, uh, I think it's crazy how they did it so right, how they started off with a DJ and kept us warmed up and they started on time, blah, blah, and so on and so forth. Things happen. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that uh, they learn from all the other people's mistakes. So I'm just saying like, I just think it would be better opposed to giving these other artists a hard time. Maybe we should just look at the good things they did and just move on from okay. there. Yeah, because I guess it is like, it's not easy to do. And even like with us doing this Zoom, um, I love Zoom because we could all be in our homes and have this conversation, but I hate it for the like the technical issues that we have. Like even a few seconds ago, like sometimes we don't even know what's causing it. Like I, you just hear weird sounds sometimes and you don't know where they're coming from. and because we don't know, um, you know, audio like engineers do. So like James is saying, like we got to give people credit for even trying or even attempting to use this platform to share their gifts and stuff. I know James is looking forward to, to today's battle. Do you even know what battle is happening today? Oh, you mean the one that happened yesterday? No, it's happening today. On Monday? Yes, it's happening today. What is that? What battle? 112 and Jagged Oh, yeah, Jagged Edge. You know? That's going to be yes. a tough one. Oh, That's my God. You tough. know who I'm going for. 112. Okay? Enough said. Hands down. I think 112 will win, but I really I really love Jagged Edge, too. Jagged Edge has some baby makers, bro. Yeah. They do. They do. I got to be with me. They do. They do. Oh, no, no. 112 was backup singers for Biggie. I mean, he was, they were backup singers. And I just, I'm just, I'm here for it. I was in love with Slim forever. I'm still in love with him. I'm, I'm never going to let that go. But I get what you're saying. Jagged Edge does, they, they bopped for a couple of years. I, will, I think I that, that. Uh, it wasn't necessarily necessary for two of the members of 112 to come out and say that they were not going to be partaking in the battle because they're actually still in some legal um, battles with the other two group members. So, so Duran oh, wow. and you and Slim and Mike are, uh, do not get along. And there's some wow. legal matters that's happening between them. So Q and Duran came out and said that they will not be taking part in the verses. Um, Isn't Q one of the people that sang most of the songs? Yeah, the people who really did lead, I want to say most of the time was Slim and I thought it was Duran, no? Yeah, Slim and Duran mostly oh. did lead. Yeah, Q I was, uh, uh, Q, I, I forgot if he was baritone. He was more like, uh, a, I think he was ba the baritone one. The one that like saying like the more lower, lower. Is he the one, like, no? is he the one that rapped in Peaches and Cream? No, um, that was probably Mike. Yeah, Mike. Well, Mike is, can is, actually really sing too, but he doesn't sing lead a lot. But um, anyway, guys, I don't want to hear that. Now I'm hurt. 
But um, it is going to be weird. But, you know, people were joking and saying, I didn't know how four of y'all was going to fit in the screen anyway. Because they can't wait. Damn. I just feel like it's going to be hard to have four people on camera using yeah. a phone or an iPad. Um, but anyway, I want to talk to you guys. Speaking of bandmates, group mates, I want to talk about friendship and business. Because, um, unfortunately, we're seeing that bandmates can't even get along. So I want to talk about friends and business. I don't know what that clicking sound is. I have no clue what it is. Um, but is it always necessary to support your friends in business? Yes. Yes to an extent. But go on, James. You explain first. No, ladies first. Oh, thank you, James. Um, yes, I feel that it is important to support your friends' businesses. Um, but it also kind of depends uh, kind of on what it is, though. Because sometimes, you know what I'm saying, if it's like makeup products or something, you can get some things done. But I know like certain people have sensitive skin and depending on like what type of makeup products probably don't wear makeup. There are people that don't really do makeup, but you could support, probably get a lip gloss or something like that. And it, I mean, it, it also depends on what type of business it is. That's all I'm, I have to say about that. So the business matters, the type of business matters. Yeah. Okay. And um, I, I agree. I agree with that. Okay. What if they offer something that you already trust something else, somebody else with? Well, again, that depends on what it is. Like, say if it's like a haircut, if it's like a haircut. You can't really be bopping around barbers like that. Yeah, but what if they're good at what they do, but you already have somebody in your corner that you trust? Who do you go with? Your friend or the person that you trust and have been using for years? Again, like I'll use barbers as an example. If if you're if if I have a friend that is a barber and knows, you know that if, all right, if I cut your hair, I'm the one that should be cutting your hair. So they should apply that to the last person that, you know, cut your hair too. So if that's the, if that's your go-to guy, then let that be your guy despite the fact that we're friends. That's the guy you go to. I respect that. Are you willing to switch to be a good friend? Yeah. If, if, if they're that good, yeah, sure. Why not? If I'm okay with the, with the way they cut, then why not? But at the same time, if... I don't know about that. I feel like everybody deserves um, loyalty. And I feel like if something is not messed up, I'm very big on loyalty. If something is not messed up, like, and it's, if something is serving you, why switch? I feel like I could support your business in other ways. I don't have to be a customer to support your business, especially if like that would stop me supporting somebody who has done nothing but um, produce awesome results with me for a long time frame. I sort of kind of agree too, because it's kind of like if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if you're already kind of accustomed to a certain like service that somebody else has given you and like, say your friend comes up and does like the same kind of similar business. Yeah. You could support them in other ways. Like you can highlight that, you know what I'm saying? Your friend is doing that business and stuff. But also if like, you've already, you're already like 
been with the same person. Say you've been with the same person for like years. I, I, I'm not going to say, okay, uh, my friend is doing this, so I'm going to cut you off completely and just go over. I mean, yo, just why not? I agree, with, I agree with what uh, Quietly saying. Let's take, um, let's take our friend Gene, for example. Gene, <laughs> shout out to Gene. He is um, one of those people that will post a flyer of one of his DJ friends' party, and you won't see Gene at that party. <laughs> well, I mean, he, hey. He That's a good thing. It. That's a good way of supporting. That's what I'm saying. That's, That's a good, good way of supporting. Like, hey, but this I, I don't like that one because a party is very vague. Um, and a party is that's not a good one. Um, you have to use actual services because anybody can post a flyer. Um, and when I say a flyer, I mean especially a, a flyer for a party. Uh, of course, there's a DJ supplying the vibe, but that's not actually a service or a but that's still that's still that's still supporting because there are a lot of times where these DJs had to pay the promoters $50. To go outside and put those flyers on your car and stuff, and then if you have a friend that's like doing that for free, to me, a a, a example, a counter to that, a, a I don't want to say a counter, but like a, what I'm trying to say would be like if you use, um, let's say for example, you use a specific DJ for all of your events. He's never done you wrong. He always makes your party jump in. You have everybody has a good time, and then all of a sudden, your friend becomes a DJ, and your friend starts coming up in the game, and um, you're torn between for your next event. Should you use your? This could be your best friend. Should you use your best friend or the guy who's been holding you down in every single arena, and you're already privy to how good their work is? I think that's a better example than a flyer. In a case like that, in a case <laughs> like that, I want my friend to be there at the party with me. So let's let's get the other DJ. I want you to party with me. You're scapegoating. No, I'm, not. Mm, I'm just saying, like, I just think like it's crazy because Gene be, prom be promoting these uh, parties, and I'd be expecting to see him there, and I don't. You'd be looking for him. Yeah, I'd be like, where's Gene? I don't see him. If but these no, services, <laughs> if, if these services are important, I mean, we're talking about hair. I care about my hair. Right. I, very strict and, about my and not everybody can do it. It's okay. It doesn't mean I, I, I would well, I still won't support you. But when it comes to hair, parties are important too, especially if you DJ, you MC. If it's important, and it's an important thing, like my wedding or graduation, or I don't even I don't know what else, but still, those are important stuff. So deal with what you know, then to try to like say okay this is my people's all that stuff they will understand if you guys are friends they will understand they'll be like okay true i understand well you see as much as i agree with you quietly i sometimes don't think everybody understands that is true that's why i kind of wanted to ask this question because i think that sometimes people are genuinely upset when you don't you when you're their friend and you don't use their services and mm -hmm. you don't um mostly when you don't use their services um and advocate for them and i do you think would you be upset if if you're the other person on the other side of this would you be upset if your friend doesn't use you i don't understand 
Okay. I mean, I would have to understand why. Because if they already have somebody, and it's not just speaking because of what, what I commented on, but if they already have somebody that does the service that I'm providing and they don't use me, it's not going to be like, I'll probably wonder why, but like, I would have to understand that they have somebody that does it. I mean, the consumer market is large. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you just right. got to build your clientele. It depends Somebody's on- going to support you. What happened? You're right. The consumer market is large. So somebody it, will support Somebody's going to reach out to you. And, and sometimes, you know, it's not saying it's good to start off with friends, but sometimes it's like, you know what? Let me spread my business amongst other people that would be interested, you know? And then show and prove that, listen, I'm good enough to be in this business or in the industry before whatever it is, before it's like, because, you know, our hardest critics are our friends and family. Remember that. They're going to be our hardest critics regardless. So if we're not meeting up to their standards, it's like going to always put a kind of like we always are going to have some kind of, it'll turn into something bigger. Right, right. And I think that, to be honest, I honestly think that that happens more than we would like to admit amongst friends where there's like no support or somebody perceives somebody else's actions as a lack of support and then it causes deeper issues within the friendship and you just like, what is going on? Um, The next question I have for you guys is, what if the service they provide is crappy? How do you support them but be real at the same time? I want to be able to be honest with my friends. So if you can't handle it, then damn, that friendship might be over. Really? How's it phony, though, if I'm telling you the no, truth? No, I said bony. I oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Bony. Here, let me tell you something. I'll tell you guys something, right? There is, um, I have clippers here. A lot of my cousins, I cut their hair. And there have been times where my friends have asked me, he's like, yo, can you give me a shape up? And my friend, my good friend, J.H.J., one time I did a shape up and I did him up. And once I did him up, the side of his hairline was cut because my clippers were too sharp. So he's like, yo, I can't mess with you, bro. And I'm like, all right, it's fair. You know why? Because I cut him. I understand. And if that's the case, I would, I have to be able to accept it the same way I give it. And that's, that's the bottom line. I feel like that's another one of them hard ones. I don't know if everybody is open to constructive criticism like that. I think you men do constructive criticism pretty decently. I don't know if the same will be for women. I think you're right about that. I think you're right. I'm not looking at it like that either. But that's the thing that leads me back to, you know, your friends and your family are going to be your hardest critics and you got to have thick skin to deal with it. Because if my example, my products are bad, I'd rather you tell me than mm-hmm. me sit up here and think that I'm, you know, on cloud nine and everything is all great. I, I, I really feel that there are some people that can't handle that, that it's like, well, why are you, why are you hating on what I'm doing? It's not hating, it's telling you straight up, like, listen, I could tell you privately or you could find out publicly. You know what I'm saying? We're friends. Of course, I pull you to the side and say, listen, you know, like. I do think that people should need to be more receptive to criticism. I do think that it's really hard, though, like, especially in the beginning of you trying to 
pursue something because in the beginning, everybody's terrible. Um, and I think that a lot of people work their way up um, to a better version of their business. Um, um, so I just feel like that's a weird space to be in because you don't want to be a, you don't want to be a dream killer, you know, or you don't want to be a Debbie Downer because you see something and you're just being honest about what you see. Um, I think that's a really weird space to be in. Um, okay, so so moving forward, do you feel um, the need to ask your friends for support for like things that you're trying to do or do you want them to give it freely? I, I think they should, I think I should pay 100% most of the time. I think every, every once in a blue moon, you just like, give me a break, bro, I'm your boy, come on. Wait, what? I think every once in a blue moon, I should get a break. But for the most part, I should pay 100%. No, no, no. <laughs> what question did you hear me asking? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Boney. What did you just say? I did not ask you about payment or discounts. I didn't ask for that. What oh. I asked, <laughs> and Dark Vader is, is also a part of this conversation. I hear him trying to talk every few seconds. But what I asked is that, uh, do you, should you ask your friends for support for promoting your business? Or do you oh. expect them to support it freely? Well, I expect them to support it freely. It's the least you could do. Mm. Just think about it. Think about it. We, if I come up, if, if you're one of the friends like me and the way my friends are, the way we all think is like, if I come up, we all come up. And that's how friendship should be. Mm. In my opinion. Now, eh, this gets hard. Kwali, what do you think? Do you think you should ask somebody, um, your friends for their support to, you know, post things or tell people about your products or do you think that they should give their support freely? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I'm right. the complicated. It's a little bit of both. Um, you can definitely ask your friends for support, but also your friends should know like, okay, you know what? They push in this business. I'll go ahead and, you know, put it out there. Put it on my, on my Instagram. Put it on my Snapchat. Put it on my WhatsApp. I definitely agree. I think it's a little bit of both um, because for me, it's like I don't, um, I don't want to be annoying, and I also want you to promote something that you are interested in. I, I like or something that you can naturally believe in. It's like, of course, I want you to post because you're my friend. But I also want you to post because you like what I'm doing or you think that um, this is a good endeavor. I don't, I don't feel like I should just post blindly. And, and if I don't like what you're doing, I'm not going to promote it. I'm not about to be leading people uh, to horrible service or her horrible products for the sake of just being your friend um, because I want to support you. Um, so I think that it should be a little bit of both. If, if I feel moved, Yes, I'll promote it. And if you ask me, I will say yes. Um, so but how was it for you with um, This Is Dirty in this podcast? From I feel like in the beginning when something is launching, you have to ask for help. I asked for a lot of help, um, I think, in the beginning. 
but I have really, really good friends who show support and they get really excited about um, what I'm doing. Um, so it wasn't really overwhelming like to ask for help. I think in the beginning I did ask them to post, but now um, if I want them to post something, I might tag them every now and then so that they could just automatically post it. But I don't ask for posts um, or reshares or retweets um, or anything of that nature. I feel like they just do it when they feel like it. And I love it because I feel like I owe them a good podcast too. I don't, I don't want them supporting my podcast because I'm their friend. I really want to make sure I'm giving a good show. So like more than a, more than a repost, sometimes I value somebody just hitting me up and saying, talking to me while they're listening through to the whole episode. I love that. Um, and I like when people just tell me how good they thought the episode was, or just they have a conversation with me about what was shared in the episode, because that's my, that's my whole goal in all of this is to facilitate like, you know, thought provoking conversations. Spread the minds like the cheeks. You feel me? <laughs> I like that. Pause. Um, I like so like, even with what you just asked me, James, what if your friend promotes your product or service and they do not use it? They do not listen. I know it's some people out here that post the This Is 30 podcast that don't listen to it. I know it. <laughs> how does how would that make you feel? Uh, that would just like that would that I, I, it wouldn't make me feel bad because at the same time it was like all right, you're still showing support by promoting it. But at the same time, like it depends on how, like the severity of it. Say if it's like uh. If I wanted to use podcast, the podcast as an example, if I'm trying to get something done, trying to get something promoted for like the, 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 what's the thing we did at First Republic? The live. Is that, that's a live? Yeah, live podcast. So what's the one we do when we're on the, the, the phone? I don't know. It's a live, right? I guess. I don't know. That's, when a, we're on no. that's a, that's live. live. But we did a live podcast. Yes. A live show. Okay, so something like that, let's say that's that's important. You know, if someone doesn't, sh if my friend doesn't show up to that, if that's something that I'm trying to promote, then it's like, dude, like, what's up? Like, why didn't you come? Like, right. I'm on stage, you know? I something of that nature, that's, that's, but if it's like a, something that I'm typically doing, if you don't necessarily always support it in a sense like that, then I can't get too mad. And you know what? Like, I also feel like, um, I, you know, that meme is, is being thrown around there where it's like, um, if somebody hasn't checked up on you during this um, pandemic, you know where you stand with them. And then, <laughs> can you stop? Please. <laughs> Try to freak me out. If, if somebody hasn't checked on you, checked up on you during this pandemic, then you know where your friendship stands. And um, the, the response to that is like, yo, like worrying about who's checking up on you during a pandemic is very like uh, self-serving and like yeah. statistical. And I also feel that way about 
wondering about people's efforts when it comes to promoting you and things of that nature or supporting you. Sometimes you don't know what your friends are going through. You don't know what, um, support is nice, but non-support doesn't mean that they don't like what you're doing. They could be going through something that prohibits them from supporting you, whether it be financially, whether it be busyness or whatever the case may be. So sometimes you just got chill. Like, you know, the support you get from who you get it from is enough. It's enough. That's a very good point. That's a very good point because I want to thank you because this year, honestly, it's been a whirlwind year. And you know, you've been, you, you've been doing your thing, sir. I just want to thank you. I know I'm not as social media savvy, but I'm here. That's what you matters. Quad saying that is like a very good um, example. She's saying that because Quats is not on Instagram like that. She's on every now and then, but Quats never posts my podcast on Instagram. She, she's, she barely comes to the lives. <laughs> she might show up for like a few minutes, but she's not like that. But I understand who she is. And I never sit down at home like, oh, Quatly didn't come to my live. And Quatly never posts my podcast. And this, that, and the third. Like, because I know who she is. And I know, like, when it's time to show up in real life, she does. Like, so, I mean, I guess you just got to judge people for who they are and, like, you know, survey their surroundings and what's going on in their life. Right. But this year, don't worry. This year is the real year. Because after this thing, oh, no, I ain't playing. Right. You going to keep me alive. I'm going to be out here posting. I'm you, need to get her, you need to get her This Is 30 shirt. I am. This is thirty merch coming soon. Yeah, Ooh, let yeah. me know. Yeah, yeah, ladies, we're gonna have uh, underwear with James Boney's face on it. Oh, yeah, we're gonna have snapback with this is thirty logo. But this is thirty Ooh. logo on it. This is thirty merch coming soon. You yeah, feel me? But and you can only be thirty to wear it. You can't be twenty nine trying to wear this is thirty merchandise. <laughs> you, you can only be in the thirty club from thirty to thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. Um, it could be for anybody. Um, I would wear it. Oh my god, I would wear it. You are in your thirties, so you qualify. Yay! Um, late thirties, late thirties. Hush. <laughs> I wanted to actually say that in about a month, um, a month and a week, we'll be celebrating the one year anniversary of the This Is Thirty podcast, oh. and I really hope that um, quarantining is over to a certain extent so that I can have a little real episode at my home. You'll be, you'll be good because, uh, you know, school will be out. You don't have to worry about it, you, you know. But other people have to go back to work, selfish as. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be good, but I just hope that I can have people gather. Um, that would be dope. Um, at my home to celebrate. But, okay, since we're talking about, um, you know, businesses and stuff like that, what do y'all think about black people selling stuff that does not work just to sell it and just to get a check? Such as what? Okay, so a few years ago, we had flat tummy tea. Every oh. girl on Instagram was selling flat tummy tea. Every girl who had plastic surgery was selling flat tummy tea and telling us that flat tummy tea is how their uh, stomachs got flat instead of t giving us the doctor's name. Um, oh. 
<laughs> and now everybody is selling Nutriburst. Um, Nutriburst oh. is the new wave, NRG capsules, uh, blah, blah, blah. I want to be very careful as I start this conversation because <laughs> I am not a hater of everybody making money. I love, I love seeing everybody on their grind. If you making money, I'm happy for you. I want you to win. I want you to excel in whatever sport. But let me, let me just say this. I don't like products that are heavily based on customers that also bear the responsibility of being sellers. Does that make sense? Makes so, perfect sense. So, so Herbalife, Nutriburst, Flat Tummy Tea, if you gotta uh, pretend that you use it or show me that you use it and then bring other people on to sell with you, I just feel like it's somewhat of a Ponzi scheme and I don't like it. Let me explain something to you, G. The thing that you're not getting is when these people sell the flat tummy tea, they're making the money to pay for the doctor. That's how they're getting their flat tummies. That is true. So that's why you have to go and get your own line to sell the flat. And then you'll be able to go and spend, mm. what, 10 racks or 8 racks in DR. So and you'll come back with a flat tummy. works. That's I lie to the people for the money, and when no. I get the money, I go do what I said the product is supposed to do with a different product. At the end of the day, what happens is you sell that flat tummy tea, and you will have a flat tummy when you make the money. That's the whole purpose. <laughs> I have to say, um, no, I don't like that either. Uh, Janique, what you explained about like it seemed like a Ponzi scheme. I don't like that. Um, with the Nutriburst, they're forgetting that you have to exercise. You can't sit there and just drink Nutriburst and all of a sudden <laughs> shut down. <laughs> it's like, but that's what deal. they tell us, Watts. They tell <laughs> us that they right. drink the tea and they lose five pounds within a week. Right. They they leave out. Oh, don't forget, you got to physically do something in order to lose weight. And that's with any weight loss scenario. I don't care what nobody says, a pill, whatever. You have to put yourself, you have to exercise. So whose so fault is that? It's, the, it's first of all, the consumer one, because they ain't doing their research. And two, it's the people selling it to, to like freaking dummies that would invest in this stuff and say, oh, okay, well, in, in five days, I'm going to be three pounds lighter. I very mean and I, I I know like all races do it but I'm black so I only can focus on black people but okay. I think it's such an effed up thing to do to like mislead your people. People I, I agree horrible and I think that I, I honestly think it's sad and I'm not I don't know much about Nutriburst. I haven't done my my um my research on that product. It's just like everybody's selling it everybody's mixing something in their water and it's just like bro just go work out just go eat right yeah. and i know these i know some products are good because they help speed up certain things but at the end of the day without eating well and without working out you are not going to get long-term results that you want and i think that misleading people with your doctor given bodies um or edited pictures to 
mislead, especially poor people. It don't be people right. with money buying this shit. It's poor people that right. are that are spending their hard-earned money because they believe what you said. And I think I saw Tammy. Tammy Rivera recently came clean about having plastic surgery. Um, I knew that, though. You don't know we who do she that. is, James. She's Waka Flocka's wife. And her butt is out of this world. Her stomach is on tabletop flat. She has beautiful chest. Um, and for the longest time, everybody kept telling her she got her butt done. And she kept saying, ain't no work done here. Ain't no work done here. And recently in an interview, she said that she got a tummy tuck. And she said that she got her breast done. Now, for me, I just feel like you feel so high and mighty about not having your butt done. But the reason people think your butt was done is because your stomach doesn't match your butt. People exactly. with butts that big, their stomach is not that flat. It's not exactly. physically possible. I don't care who you are. It's not physically possible. So y'all these, um, these, um, uh, I don't want to say unnatural, but y'all create these uh, illusions. I illusions. call it illusions. Exactly. Yeah, illusions of bodies. And right. then you think that you want to tell me that Nutriburst is helping you lose weight as well. And I'm going to believe you when it took you five years to even tell us that you had a tummy tuck. I'm right. not buying anything from you. Yeah. I don't want anything that you, that you're selling. That is true. But all, and, and this is the thing also is that we, I would say minorities, we look too much to the celebrities. Mind you, they have the money to do these things in order for us to kind of match up to what they look like. Mind you, they go to Dr. Miami. They go to the doctors, but they will never say that. These, these marketers, oh, just push this product for me. People will follow you. And, of course, you got the dummies that will say, oh, well, you know, I want my body to look like that. Please. They all got doctors. I don't care nobody say they all got doctors. Right. You know, so it's very sad that we can't be comfortable with on our own skin. We have to sit up here and buy Nutriburst, this thing, all this stuff, just to feel like, okay, we're doing something. When you're right, all of this is simply working out and choosing a healthier lifestyle. You know and, what I'm saying? But and to me, like, there's nothing wrong with celebrity endorsements. But when we really look at the track record of, right. of, of great selling products, all mm -hmm. great selling products need are actual results. You know, like... Right. Chanel doesn't need a hundred people to post on their Instagram that this perfume smells so good because right, right. it smells good. It, it smells does. good. They, they might put some money in some advertising, put some money in some display costs, but the product speaks for itself. Oh, yeah. True. Same thing True. as, uh, uh, other, other things like we don't need a hundred people, average dope Joe, um, average Joe people, or this person to say it works well. Mercedes Benz don't need everybody to say it works well. I see a hundred of them joints on the road. The product right. speaks for itself. So when I see a whole bunch of people running behind a product or or promoting a product like you like you own like you own stake in the in the product. <laughs> that is go, true. Go, go to work. Can you yeah. please go to work? I agree. But I shouldn't judge people, right? Because this is a pandemic and a lot of people are making money off of this. 
Yeah, but also we got to be realistic. I mean, they're marketing on, on people that are desperate, that need it, because they're trying to be achieve a certain look. And they know that right now it's like, okay, people are getting stimulus checks. They're getting welfare. They're getting all this type of stuff coming to them. They're getting child support, back child support. I don't know. And now it's like, okay, then let's profit and let's make sure that we are at least targeting this group of people because we know they're going to put the money in there. They're not targeting white people. I haven't seen one white person post a Nutriverse in, in life. They're targeting minorities. Exactly. That's so, my point, too. I'm yeah. sure there's tons of them. I'm sure there are tons of them. But we we know a certain demographic. But in most cases, they tag, they, um, they um, target minority minority minorities yeah which is sad we got a lot of purchasing power in this country and it's so sad if we concentrate on what we spend our money on we could really run this world but the sad thing is they go ahead and put these products i'm like waist trainers i'm thinking about race trainers too hell i got a waist trainer but the thing about it's that weird material that's like a sweat material but waist trainers when waist trainers first came out Every every girl on the planet, let me say, all these celebrity black girls on the planet, they had waist trainers. Waist so trainers they, work though. They do, but the, you also have to exercise. Right, right. You can't sit there with a waist trainer and just eat whatever you want. Right. You've got to move. Right. In order for it to work. So they don't tell you that. All these girls get these triple, quadruple strapped waist trainers and are just sitting there like this. How you think your 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 like celebrities girls end up like losing weight? And on top and of that, they be, and they be getting plastic surgery and getting these hourglass figures, and so, then they sell the waist trainers and pretend like the waist trainer is just going to magically give you that same appearance when you got that that little angle. You got that from a doctor, ma. Right. You didn't get that right. from the waist trainer. That the waist trainer may help you maintain it. But it didn't mm -hmm. give it to you. Exactly. And, and that'd be the issue. But let's play devil's advocate. I want to know if we put ourselves in the place of these D-list celebrities, is it okay <laughs> to promote something that you don't like or that you know for a fact does not work if you are getting a check for it? Say again? Is it okay to promote something that you don't like or that you know doesn't work for a check? I, this is it's not ethical, so it's not okay. It's not okay, but at the same token, listen, I'm living in this quarter million mansion. I, I gotta pay bills. Right. A check is a check. I mean, I, I know it doesn't work. It might not be the right thing. Like some of the, like, what was it? I, you know I love love and hip-hop, and I don't need to put them out there like this. But they, uh, like, some of the, the cast members were recreating the looks from some of the things, some of the scenes they did with CoverGirl. No offense to CoverGirl. I'm sure they're a great makeup brand. But I highly doubt that they're using CoverGirl during these, when they do their, their uh, confessionals or their interviews. I highly doubt that. But they recreated the look for a check. I don't think these these women use CoverGirl. They don't. So you and that's just an that example. You James, you said that it was non-ethical, and I like Quatley's response because I do think that it's easy. It's real easy for us 
regular folk to say, you know what, if I don't like it, I'm not posting it. But when you get in a $5,000 check for making a post, you might be like, you know what, let me go ahead and post it. If if this post equals a $5,000 transfer in my name, I'm finna post it. Um, it's, it's weird. There's so many there's so many aspects that come with that. Like if somebody knows their shit and they want to come after you legally, you're like, this motherfucker posted it on Facebook or whatever, and you'd be like, oh damn. Uh right. was that five thousand dollars worth it? But when you gotta pay for that Rolls Royce, I mean, (laughs) at this moment, when you gotta pay for that Rolls Royce that's sitting in your garage, sometimes you like, listen, let me just do this. Everybody's when everybody's also doing it, it makes it less likely for you to be the culprit and taking the blame in like a situation that you just explained. If me, Naomi Campbell, Tyra Banks, Tiana Taylor, and Jocelyn Hernandez are posting the same tea, one of us is going to be hard to catch one of us lying, even though we all might be lying. Um, Very true. Yeah. Very true. I don't know. It's just a weird game out here. I don't think I would ever, because I just feel like you should care about your people more than you should Mm -hmm. care about money. But like you said, Quads, they have created lifestyles that they have to live up to, that they have to contribute to. So they don't really care about leading people wrong. That flat tummy tea, that Nutriburst sit on their counter, they make a video to promote it, and they don't never see it for the rest of the month. And they get their check. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? I I got there are a couple of people on my timeline that are selling NutriBurst. I'm not blowing up nobody's spot. I'm not. If that's how you want to get money, get money. But let's keep it real. Everybody on timeline is selling NutriBurst. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Like that, you really, you really selling that? You drinking it? How is it working? Yeah, didn't think so. But hey, they saying they're taking them lose weight. And all of a sudden, they're losing weight. 10 pounds. Good for them. I'm not even mad. Um, I think this is probably the last question of the night. Back to plastic surgery. When are you ever allowed to lie about plastic surgery? Never. <laughs> That's a good question. Never. <laughs> That's a very good ever, question. You, think, you don't think you should ever lie about plastic surgery? No, you shouldn't. Because there are people... They're gonna see the difference. Like you know, it's not. It just doesn't happen overnight. So why not just be honest about it? What about squats? Do you think it's ever okay to lie about plastic surgery? Uh, I don't think so. Could I make a prime example? Yes. Our our wonderful Khloe Kardashian. Oh yes. You've seen the picture, right? Mm-hmm. The phases of faces she went through in the last about eight years. In this last she, picture. She looks great, by the way. She does look good. She they looks have, amazing. They have great doctors. She looks very good. It's just, my God, if, if you remembered her from 07, you would be like, whoa, okay. Yeah, the work is amazing. I don't think you should lie about it. If you're they confident in yourself. They kill me the most because they love to defend tooth and nail and pretend like they don't never go to the doctor. And the doctor is on speed dial for them. Like, yeah. they, they kill me the most. They kill Kylie me the was, most. A whole ugly, was a whole ugly girl, man. And her whole face changed. Kylie different. But I feel 
I feel like you should not lie about that. Like, hey, if you're going to get, you know what I'm saying, your, uh, your stomach stapled, hey, you got your stomach stapled. If you got breast implants, you got breast implants. Like, yo, you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for everybody else. This is for you. The way I see it is, the way I see it is, like, as a man, right, when it comes to women, if a woman was to tell me, like, no, this is, um, I just worked out, did all that stuff, and, you know, I just, I drank Nutriburst tea, and I worked out. Nutriburst tea? And then, um, <laughs> flat tummy tea, whatever it's called, and now all of a sudden, my ass is fat. I don't need you to lie, because guess what? I'm still going to hit it. There's no point of you lying. <laughs> that is true. There's no point of you lying. That's so like, true. Like, at the end of the day, true. it's not like, be like, oh, my God, you got your body done? Oh, no, I can't do that. No. What the fuck? Be like, yo, I'm whipping out, and we're going to do this, cuz, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, I have mm-hmm. a question for you. Have you ever been um, intimate with somebody who has fake items? No. Okay. Mm. Do you think that you would be able to tell? Yes, I would. You think so? I think so. Okay. Because... I wonder how, like, a fake boob feels. Does it feel normal? (laughs) Go to a plastic surgeon and feel feel like a... But that one... The the silicone wouldn't really give me the feeling because that would feel artificial. I mean, I wouldn't... I just... I don't want to feel it. I'm just saying, I just wonder how it feels. Like, can you feel the silicone behind the tissue? It feels like a sandbag. I had a coworker that had her breasts done and she let me feel like the side because I wasn't going to grope her on freaking like in work. I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? Can I feel it? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. And it just felt like, it just felt like something was there. And so it did like, feel like something was there. Yeah, from her side, you can, like, you can feel something was there. Like, you know how you got fatty tissue here? You don't feel anything, but you felt like something was, was, was there. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God, why'd you do it? I have so many questions. She was like, I don't know. She just felt like doing it. It looks nice on her, though. It looks very good on her. I like feeling real tissue. I get what you're saying, though. Real tissue feels good. Yeah. And especially, like, when you're, you didn't see it. You're, we're seeing this, right? Yes, I won't release the video. So when you're like jumping or running and stuff is my fear. Because when you run and stuff, you know, you you run and all of this moves. So that's the thing. And then, so how many, <laughs> how many years removed does your plastic surgery have to be before you, you have to like, where you do get a pass to not talk about it? <laughs> how many years removed? That's funny. That's I feel like maybe if you were if you were to get it done, you just go ahead and tell everybody, and then everybody would get over it quicker. You don't have to worry about it. Anymore. Just be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's plastic surgery, but we got a five year mark, okay? After five years, this is part of my body. All right, it's not moving anywhere. It's here. For those that are inquiring and are just like, I'm not gonna say anything. Five years. Look at Tammy Rivera. I'm sure she had that that body. For at least a good, what five years? I think about five years. It's probably a little recent. Okay, so she just because you know her knees well, got a little bit smaller and her butt got bigger. I don't know why people do that. I would never want a huge butt like well, that. Well, she I'm mentioned sorry. that what happens is, and it makes sense. 
What happens when you get lipo is you remove the fat cells or the fatty tissue from your stomach. So now when you start to gain weight, um, you know, I believe in my mind, fatty cells attach to fatty cells. Mm-hmm. So you notice why people, women have problem areas, areas that get big. But when you have lipo, you remove that from your stomach. So the fat deposits in other areas first instead of your stomach. So that's oh. what she said happened. She says that she started to have more deposits in her thighs and her butt. Um, wow. And then that's why her butt got so, she got so bottom heavy. And when you see her mom, her mom is a big woman. Like her right. mom, if you look at her lineage, they're not skinny people. Um, yeah. So she just started to get more thick at the bottom, but her stomach maintained its Maintained. Body. It just went somewhere um, else. Wow, I didn't know that's what liposuction does. I can imagine. Oh I'm sure like she could still gain weight in her stomach, but I'm sure like it will be the last place. Um, like and that's just how we're we're shaped quads naturally yeah like yeah the, the weight comes to our stomach last yeah um, okay you know we you know we are who we are we are what we are my weight done hit my stomach though it's already there it's there <laughs> and i need to get rid of it but it does um, it does hit the stomach last um very true Okay. Last last question of the night, guys. Were y'all around when those blessing looms were on the timeline, and everybody was teaching, telling you how to make eight hundred dollars? The blessing looms. I feel like I feel like I've heard of that. James, did you see those? I did. Why didn't you want to take part? Because I just I just knew it was some kind of weird thing happening. I didn't want to take part of it. Don't you think black people are stupid? <laughs> See, this is this is what I was talking about earlier. We shouldn't say that though. Why? Despite despite it being the case, we shouldn't say that. We shouldn't say what? That, that black yeah. people are stupid. I, I, I can't say black people think. I shouldn't say I think black people are stupid because guess what? Black people think the same thing. So I'm not gonna say that. But we might be a little bit gullible, maybe a little bit naive. Yeah. I think naive to certain things. We gotta we we gotta we gotta think better and move better. You know what I'm saying? And it's not common sense is not common. (laughs) What happened, sir? I said common sense is not common. That is very true. That's very true. I don't know. I I agree. Preach one, teach one. Because we just gotta do better. We gotta do better. We can't buy everything we see. We can't be worried about stuff that's not important. And I know I'm focusing on the negative. There's so many people out here working out, so many people out here promoting healthy lifestyles. There's so many people out here promoting real savings accounts. And, oh, <laughs> yes. And not blessing looms. I mean, that was a moment. Um, but, but you I, know what? I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, like, what if one day one of those things actually does work and then everybody gets rich and there's like a whole economic boost? Nah. And it's going to be the black people that did it. You cannot make nothing out of, you cannot make something out of nothing. And that was my issue with the blessing loom. It was like, if you really uh, follow the trail of this, you would realize that somebody's always going to lose if this does not come full circle. 
So you guys are promoting togetherness, but somebody is going to lose if it doesn't come full circle. And what happens is you just end up manipulating more people so that, I don't know, like it's, it was just weird to me and I didn't understand how everybody was not seeing that. And, and a lot of people were comparing it to a susu and it's not a susu. Oh, I, that's it, what it was. It's, it it wasn't like a John B though at all. It wasn't, people were very confused at what that is. Um, and you know, I, I guess I, maybe I should offer that definition because I saw so many people saying it's like a susu. It's like a, no, it's not. You mm -hmm. don't put, you don't put a hundred dollars in a susu and get $800. You put $800 in a susu and you get $800. $800, that is true. When, you, when, when it's your time. And that yeah. time could come early or it could come late. That's all that is. And so many people were misled. It's crazy. Like, you don't make something out of nothing. But you know what? That's all I got for this episode. Y'all have anything else? I just don't agree with that. You don't make something out of nothing. You could definitely make a dollar out of 15 cents. Yeah, okay. but it's not going to involve you telling people to send you 15 cents. Yeah, but, you know, maybe that, that phrase isn't the right one to use. No, yeah, James, I stand thing. by it. I, I guarantee it. Like Pepsi, it's a brand name. Blue Magic. It's, it's <laughs> not Blue Magic. <laughs> Blue um, Magic. It's, it's, you don't make something out of nothing without hard work and, and, and real... I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm trying well, to if say. Well, if you put it like that, then okay. If yeah, you put it yeah, you without hard work, but you're, you're making it sound so so bland. Like you no, you don't. If, if you make it something out of nothing and there's nothing else attached to it, it's a scam. It's a scam. Don't do it. Don't do it unless it's an investment. An investment makes sense. You're taking a risk. You're putting money into something that that's different. I agree. Making what something out of nothing is a scam, and it's a lie. It was all a lie. It was all a lie. All a lie. <laughs> it was all a lie. It was all a lie. Everything was a lie. It was all a lie. Okay. Anyway, That's I'm tired. True. And I, I want us to do a susu. I want us to do it in Jengi. Please, let's organize one. I did one with my job two years ago, and it was really good. I did mine. My payout, I think, was sixteen hundred, and it was. Yeah, can we? Can I be in it? it can we do one? Handy. Oh my gosh, it came in handy. I don't mind doing one, but I would like to start in September. It will be a monthly one. Do it every month. Yeah. Yeah, every we month for twelve months. We just go ahead and have twelve people in twelve months, like. Yeah, we'll it's a great. It's a great way to save money. Awesome. Yeah. Way to save money. Um, all right, how about we start this month and then all you guys give me about $1,200? What? You know, I, know I know that's what you want, scammer. $1,200 and then get 12 people. What? No. I just want to start now because I don't get paid in the summer. So I don't want to commit to anything while I'm not getting a paycheck. I feel you. Does that make sense to you, James? That's fine. Um, so final cogitations. Quietly, what have you learned? What is your final thought after this episode? I will not buy Nutriburst. <laughs> I like that. Um, James, phony? 
Um, there was something that I did have in mind and I forgot it. Can you come back to me, please? Sure, I'll come back to you in two seconds because my final cogitation is that uh, I'm with Quadley. I will also not buy Nutriburst. If, if, if I have gotten anything out of this episode is that I'll not buy Nutriburst. And it's important to support what you like. Support yeah, what you well, like. My, my concluding cogitation. No, I can't say the word. What? The concluding cogitation. What is going on? If you pay, if you bought your butt, just say you bought it. <laughs> if you bought your butt, just say you bought it. I like it. I'm with it. Yeah, just say you I'm, bought your I'm, butt. I'm with it. All right. Well, my name is Jernique. I'm your host. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Boney. Thank you for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. Thank you, Quats, for joining us today. We had so nope. much fun with you. No problem. Um, Thank you for inviting Make me. sure to like, subscribe, share, comment, and tell everybody about the This Is 30 podcast. Um, yeah, put your friends up on game. Thank you for listening. We are out.